Today is Tuesday, March 20th, 2018, and you're listening to the official View News Podcast. I'm Adam Jar with our special guest host, Ben Golke. Links to all the stories we talk about can be found on our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. The official Vue.js cookbook is now live. This is an exciting project because it provides examples or recipes for how to do different things in Vue, such as form validation, unit testing your components, creating custom scroll directives, and more. The cookbook explores when and why you should use different approaches, so it serves as a great reference point before you start coding a new feature. It's currently in beta and is open source. They're accepting new recipe ideas now. Vue Multiselect version 2.1 was just released. This is probably the most customizable dropdown solution for Vue.js. The release comes with a set of fixes and several new features like group selection. And Vueikit, a UI library for SPAs, has just released a stable and documented version. Last week, we mentioned core Vue member Chris Fritz. He wrote a bunch of the Vue docs. He has a new video up on YouTube called The 7 Secret Patterns View Consultants Don't Want You to Know. I imagine Chris is a Vue consultant. He is. Chris explores some features you may not know about, as well as a few undocumented APIs and other patterns that he says consistently amaze his clients and members of the Vue community. Another presentation from Vue.js Amsterdam is up on YouTube. Watch Sebastian Chopin talk about rendering application server-side with Vue.js. Chopin is one member of the two-brother team that created Nuxt. Server-side rendering is a new feature in the current version of Vue, something we've all been waiting for. In another newly posted video, Eduardo San Martin Morote speaks about the Vue.js ecosystem and how simple and scalable it is. This is a great video to share with someone new to Vue or wondering what's so great about it. Speaking of people new to Vue, I want to make sure you know about my new course, Intro to Vue.js. It's available on ViewMastery.com. And it's free? Yep, the first four videos are up and we'll be releasing a new lesson each week until the course is complete. That's a great resource for beginners. What about intermediate or advanced Vue developers? Will there be courses for them? Yep, in the coming months, Vue Mastery will release more courses for all experience levels, where we explore how to best use Vue in the real world and how Vue works underneath the hood. Speaking of Vue Mastery, they've just published a new article on Medium exploring the 10 reasons to use Nuxt.js for your next web app. If you're a Vue developer, you've either used Nuxt or at least heard about it by now, and this article helps you understand why it's such a helpful tool. Check it out. Last week, Dimitri Chuchen wrote about the easiest way to improve your Vue.js application. Any ideas? Hmm, use .view files and do template rendering at build time? Well, that is one way, but more specifically, Dimitri points to doing pre-rendering of your pages to improve your SEO, speed up your page content loading, and have rich previews for sharing the content. Doesn't Nuxt do this for you? Yes, but you don't start with Nuxt. You'll need to learn about the Vue SPA plugin to specify which routes to pre-render, and Vue Meta to specify meta tags and title for each pre-rendered page. In his new article, Marco Solazzi chronicles his efforts to replace his React and Redux-based personal portfolio site with one written in Vue. He was drawn to the framework due to its smaller footprint and more declarative style. Sounds like a decent amount of work. How did it turn out? Well, since he already had a design and the basic architecture from the React version, the rewrite was mostly just recreating the components and connecting them together. Plus, since he decided to keep his third-party dependencies to a minimum, he's not tied to a bunch of React-only components anymore. 
Vue has several options for defining HTML templates in your components, but there may be a time when those options feel over-engineered or inflexible. In his new article, Samuel Olaruntoba walks through an introduction to using JSX instead. What would the benefits of using JSX be? Well, if you choose not to use one of the common template options, you can write your own render function, and JSX makes that a lot more readable. Plus, it makes custom Vue components easier to import and manage. Are there any drawbacks to using JSX? Well, there's going to be some syntactical gotchas. For instance, you won't be able to use the shorthands for when you're event handling and attribute binding, but overall, it looks like a solid option. When your app is in the process of loading, it's considered good UX to show a loading indicator. That way, your user knows that your app is working and isn't just frozen. And Paolo Cavana walks us through how to use a CSS animation and pseudo selector to create a lightweight, clean, and portable loading indicator. Firebase is commonly used with Vue apps, and Stripe is a good option to integrate if you need to start accepting payment. Paulo Reith walks through how to set up Vue, Firebase, and Stripe in his new tutorial. So how does he get it to work? Well, when your user submits their credit card information, a Stripe token is created. That token allows you to make a charge through a Firebase cloud function, which he shows you how to code. And that cloud function, when triggered, will take the token that's holding the card information along with another secret token, which it uses to process the charge through Stripe's API. Robin on Medium recently wrote about using Vue for a new project and integrating common sense structure to ensure testability and easy deployment with GitLab's continuous integration and deployment tools. It sounds like a great way to ensure conformity around the code and probably allow for different components to be tested. But what's the first step? Well, Robin found the Vue CLI script to be quite helpful in getting a new project created, and it even supports integrating TypeScript from the get-go. Check out the article for the full details on how to get started, and be sure to stay tuned for parts two and three. If you ever need to take a markdown file and render it as a one-page document, there's a library called Coke, K-O-K-K, -K, that does exactly that. Yilin Liu wrote a tutorial showing how to use it and how you can even insert a view component into the doc. Pagination is an extremely common feature in web apps, and it helps with performance too, since your app is only loading a portion of data at a time. A good pagination component should allow the user to go to the first and last pages of your site, move forward and backwards, and change directly to a page in, in a close range. Felipe Lacerda shares how to build a reusable pagination component in his new tutorial. Nice, so what makes it reusable? Most applications make an API request every time the user changes the page, but you don't want that request happening from within the pagination component. Instead, he says to have requests made in the action service layer. I see. So I guess an event is triggered with the number of the page the user clicked? Exactly. Earlier, we mentioned the term continuous deployment. It's a strategy for software releases. Any commit that passes the automated testing phase will be automatically released into the production deployment. A new post on Rasta.net breaks down how to set up continuous deployment for a static view site, so that every time you get pushed to the primary branch of your repository, an automated process will build the project and upload any new files to Amazon S3 with the appropriate caching headers. Thanks for listening to the official Vue News. Join us every week as we explore the latest news and tutorials in the Vue community.